The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Sarah Ferguson, here with my co-host, Jessica Sterling. Jess, how are you? I'm great. It's a turnaround podcast. Turn it around. <laughs> oh, God. That? You are bringing some chaotic PSR energy into <laughs> into our pod. This podcast is less chaotic. I think so. Mm. I think so. Mm. Maybe not. How was anyway. your day, Jess? Oh, it was shit, but that's okay. We're here now. <laughs> <laughs> I said that before we came on the podcast. Normally, it's like oh, a '90s nightcap. It's just one glass of wine. Actually, speaking of, today I'm drinking Sutter Home Pink Moscato. What? That's what I'm drinking. But I bought two bottles. Well, two. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say two bottles. Yeah. I should clarify. How many ounces is in that little bottle? Uh, I have like the mini bottles in ounces. Where are the ounces? Oh, here we go. Nope, that's not it. Milliliters? Where do they put them? Do you have milliliters? Oh, here we go. 187 milliliters. My freeze on are 250. Yeah, exactly. So you're drinking more in one can than I have in one bottle. So I had to get two. 
But anyway, sorry for Canadians. We don't, I don't know what that is in like grams or whatever you guys measure in. No, I said milliliters. I think that's their. Oh, they use that, liters too? I don't know. Me neither. Anyway, you guys can convert that if you really want to. Wow. Um, it's been a fucking day. It's been an awful day, but that's yeah. okay. Because now we're here. You did get an appliance delivery today. Did get one appliance delivery. <laughs> Was it a trash compactor? <laughs> right? Okay, I have some shit to talk about that, but no. Also, I think trash compactors are fucking useless. Like, I don't understand exactly. Okay, I know what a trash. What's the other one? What's Garbage the one that grinds disposal. up your. Okay, yes, I know what that is. Does a trash compactor literally just like smush your trash? Uh, yeah, like I think that's good for landfills, but I don't think anybody has a trash compactor anymore. No one like you... residentially has one. Yeah, exactly. Like I could see a commercial purpose for one, exactly. but I don't understand why any homeowner would want a trash it, compactor. I mean, it would be really good for the environment, I would think, because, you know, you're throwing stuff into land uh, landfills. Well, I feel like you're better off getting like a compost if you're trying to be good for the environment. That's what I kind of thought it was, too. But then, like, Feeney's, like, you know, oh, like, your trash doesn't look compact, which made me realize that what it truly right. was. Right. When you first brought it in, I thought it was a garbage disposal. I got them mixed up. Yes. But, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I did get a major appliance. It's a stove, which is much better than a trash compactor and mm-hmm. much more necessary, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and also pretty expensive. So there you go. Me and you, Alan. No one bought it for me, though. We we bought it just as a household. Out of, the, gift. out of the marriage fund. Yep. Out of the marriage fund. That so. joint bank account. Yep. Coming in handy. Yeah. So that was that. That was my Monday. How was your Monday, Sarah? Was it better than mine? Probably. I mean, she was OK. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, it was fine. I, you know, that's it. That's it. It was just a Monday. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mondays are trash, which is why we have this podcast, because it lifts our spirits on trashy Mondays. Right. And right. here we are. And it's right. also rainy, which is like fine, but it's also mm-hmm. just kind of meh. You know? It was raining yesterday, too. Yeah, I'm kind of over spring already. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Can I just say something? Spring is trash, and I would rather have winter than spring. No, Here's my I, hot I, take. I disagree. Spring, everything is mushy. Okay, mm-hmm. I live in New York State. Everything gets fucking mushy. There's mud everywhere. Yeah, we and have then, a swamp in our backyard. Yeah, and then you look outside and you're like, well, shit, now I have to go fucking mow the lawn because the grass is growing again. Like, at least oh. when it's winter, I'm not mowing the lawn. You know, <laughs> I forgot that you have to mow your grass. Yeah. so That like, was what you spent half your summer doing last summer. You're like, I'm, on, I'm going mowing again. And then every single time I'm like, oh, my God, you mow your own grass? Because I would I could never imagine mowing grass. I mean, are you I mean, OK, so you would live in an apartment for people who don't know if you got a house, though, like you'd have to mow your lawn unless you hired someone to do it. Hire somebody. Oh, really? In my I neighborhood, like oh, only what? the ritzy people hire people to do their lawn. Well, every like single day I realize I'm more and more of a snob, so I don't know what to do. It's just like, it's not hard to mow your lawn. Here's the thing. It's not hard to mow your lawn. I don't mind mowing lawn in the summer. I hate mowing in the spring because where I live, my backyard is on a slope. And at the bottom, there's like way, way, way in the back, there's a creek. Ha ha. Dawson's Creek. We have a creek way in the back. 
So it ends up making the bottom of my yard very mushy and wet. And so I can't even mow it because I'll get the mower stuck, which I have done multiple times. And I have a riding mower. So imagine trying to get that shit out of the mud. It's just a big fucking mess. And spring sucks. And honestly, I'm not a person who likes the heat anyway. So I'd rather be like bumming around in sweatshirts. Yeah. Then I hear you. you. Anyway. Side note. Like, I think that like my lips are having a reaction to some spicy food I have because they're very red and they Mm. look very plump. It looks like you're wearing like a lip, like a lip tint is what I would say. No, I'm not. I just think mm. that I'm having an allergic reaction to spice. Interesting. What type of spice yeah. did you eat? I just had some Mexican food. Oh. But like, it's, it looks like a little, like, it looks like I got some, um, you know, lip injections, which is fine, but I don't really need them. <laughs> I know. I've always felt like my lips don't really, like, they're kind of plump enough on their own without needing Mm -hmm. any real assistance. I feel for the people who have, like, the really thin lips, though, because that can't be easy putting lipstick on. No, that's why Kylie overdraws her lips. I I can't. I think I did it one time just to see what it looked like. It looked fucking awful. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it looked like a brat stall. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) It looked nuts. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this episode? Yeah, we probably should. Um, so we're here talking about Boy Meets World seasons 12 and 13. Happy that we grouped these together, um, mainly because, I don't know, I'm kind of tired of, like, Corey and Sean just, like, ragging on these poor women. Like, (laughs) oh, you don't like their dating escapades. I feel like you like them better in relationships. Like, you probably like them better when, like... Sean is with Angela. I love Angela. Corey's yeah. with Topanga. Like you it's don't not like necessarily them in the that game. I don't I don't want them dating. It's not that I don't want them dating around. It's just that like I don't know. The whole They're, stuff with Ingrid like pissed me off. I guess let's talk into this, this episode because that's the first episode anyway. Yeah. Um it's the turnaround. Season, the turn- yeah, season two, episode twelve, the turnaround. Yeah. Nobody calls a turnaround dance a turnaround dance like I've always heard it as a Sadie Hawkins dance I have also always heard it as a Sadie Hawkins dance and honestly the whole episode the only thing I was thinking was like wow this is outdated like to me this seemed and even though we we grew up with this type of thing even now looking at this I'm like this feels archaic to me like do you feel like they don't have Sadie Hawkins dances anymore no really the exact reason that Topanga says in the episode Hmm. like I just think uh, I wrote down what she actually says. I'll say it when we get there. But like just the idea. Oh, here we go. Uh, Topanga isn't going. She's protesting because it implies that only the boys can ask the girls any other time. It's destructive gender biased thinking, which I agree with. And so like I feel like the notion of a Sadie Hawkins stance basically implies that women can't ask men or girls can't ask boys, however you want to say it, to dances normally. Also, it also implies that only women can ask only men versus right. a boy asking another boy, a girl asking another girl. Like right. I just, and I think it just reinforces those like negative things. So mm-hmm. I don't think they probably have these at schools anymore. If somebody is like listening to this and is in high school, I don't think you probably should. Or a you teacher. Should be. A teacher. Yeah, or a teacher if you're a teacher. Yeah. If you're, if you're involved in education in any way and they do exist, please just let us know. I'm very curious. Yeah. I would say that my guess is that it does still exist actually it probably does in 
maybe in places that aren't as uh, progressive. Like, pro- yeah, progressive. I think. I just yeah, just the notion of it pisses me off. Again, it's like, why is this necessary? I feel but- like that's something that like the PTA would like have like 10 sessions on if they should abolish it or not yeah and really waste like a lot of time and like all of the like conservative moms would be like not conservative like um um not like religion conservative i mean like traditional i guess i mean no i know um like they would be like no like we have to keep this it's like tradition like when I went to high school here Mm -hmm. like 30 years ago like we did the Sadie Hawkins dance like I I have a feeling like it's still a thing in like the majority of the country it probably is and maybe I mean like Corey and Sean are certainly excited about it because they're like oh pressure is off we don't have to ask the girls this time but then of course Eric comes to burst his bubble as he always does and says like oh well the type of girl that asks you is going to tell you exactly who you are yeah I've never thought about that aspect of it before um did you ever participate in a Sadie Hawkins dance I probably unsurprising I was not like super keen on dances in general as a kid I would go Mm -hmm. but like I always went with my friends like I never had like a date to a dance um and it was never like a thing where you had to have a date to a dance like it was just like you'd always go with like a group of friends at least for me personally um so no I mean uh, we may have had I'm pretty sure we probably had a Sadie Hawkins dance but yeah I never felt a big pressure to ask anybody we definitely had one um, at, like I think I remember both in high school and middle school, and I don't. I definitely did not participate. Like I wouldn't have like the guts to do it. However, I did. Um, for both proms, well, I went to three proms, but two of the proms that I went to, I did ask the guy, but they weren't like in school boys. They were like out of school boys. Okay, that makes sense. That you'd have to ask them in that instance. Then yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. I have asked a guy to a dance before. Um, but we'll have to save that for the prom episode yeah. in, in time. We got like some years for it's the prom a while episode. down. Yeah, we got, we yeah. got time. Um, yeah. but yeah, so like they talk about, oh, positioning is very important. You have to make yourself available to the girls. It does make sense. It does make sense. You know, like. You know, you got like a hallway. You got. You like, got to show your face, which like there. What is it? Out of sight, out of mind, right? So in your sight, in mind. your mind. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Logic. Yes. So, um, you know, Sean's not even trying. He's like head in the locker. He mm-hmm. switched lockers. Actually, so now I have like a better idea of the locker landscaping. Yeah. Of like whose locker is whose, but. Um, so Sean's head in the locker and then Becky Schultz, who is the third coolest girl in the grade, mm-hmm. comes up and asks him, which is like a good get for Sean. Right. And this is when and so Corey's trying to make himself available. <laughs> and this is when we we just talked about Topanga approaching. Yeah. And she's not going. She yeah. also I mean, I I loved that whole line that I read out that she said. And then to me, because that, that is season one Topanga. Like yep. that, and I'm like happy we got shades of season one Topanga back, right? Yeah. But then they immediately, in my opinion, they immediately kind of undermine that by her saying, mm. also, my daddy's taking me Christmas shopping. Like, well, she's never called Jedediah daddy before. Yeah. Um, that was one of the trivia facts in the IMDb is that this is the first time she refers to her father 
as daddy or dad instead of Jebediah. Yeah. So it was very uncharacteristic of Topanga to get excited to go Christmas shopping in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah, I did like seeing that line. It felt like it felt like old Topanga, but without like you know the crystals and the sage. Yeah, I just didn't like that. Like they. They let us have a taste of season one Topanga, but then they undercut it by saying like, oh, I'm going shopping with daddy. Yeah, it's because she's spending all this time with these other girls that are brainwashing her and like not letting her be her true self. And I don't like it. Yeah, no, I don't either. I like seeing her because, again, I feel like we don't see her that much. We were missing Topanga in season two. And I just think like, again, we were so excited to start season two and I'm liking it. I don't want to. Let they misrepresent my feelings on it. I'm just like, God damn, I thought Topanga, we'd see more of her by now. And so it's mm-hmm. like, that's disappointing me. But I loved that one line from her because she summed yeah. up my entire feelings on all of that perfectly. Yeah. And so I loved seeing her. It was her, a good but, line. Yeah. But of I course, honest- like, Corey's upset. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I honestly don't think that we're going to go get full Topanga until season four. Yeah. I think that season three is similar where she's definitely there, but not for every single episode. So I think I, I think it's just weird because like you feel like season one, it's like so much about like obviously mainly like Sean and Corey and then obviously like to an extent like the Matthews family in general. Yeah. But they utilize obviously Minkus like a lot. And then Topanga is there quite often as well. And so then it feels weird to me to like have her. But mm-hmm. not really be utilizing her a lot in season two. Right. So I would say to that is that they were trying out a lot of side characters. Every single episode, there's a different side character, female side characters specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we, I don't know. Um, you know, I had read that they were deciding to go more towards a Topanga route rather than a Minkus route in terms mm-hmm. of like a third friend or a third person. Yeah. But I would say that that is probably not true for season two. I would say that probably came full into fruition in future seasons because, mm-hmm. I mean, a part of me feels like they're trying out different people, but yeah, they're all like- one offs. Yeah, especially, like, with the inclusion of, like, Harley and Frankie and Joey, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I can kind of see that. And then, obviously, you also have to make time for Mr. Turner now because he's also, like, a main character. But it's yeah. just it's just weird to me. But anyway, so Corey's upset now because, like, Topanga's, like, his shoe-in. Like, it's, like, his safety school, you know, his safety net. And so he's he like, of course, Corey always just has his sights set on the highest achievable goal of like going after the most popular girl and big dreamer, big dreamer. And he has this like ridiculous like daydream of her like walking towards her like wind in her hair, Mm -hmm. like very um like I forget what it's called in editing when they do like almost like they're coming down from the heavens. They're like Mm -hmm. lit up all around them, you know? Mm, Yes. Um. And she asks him to the dance. And of course he says yes. But it turns out it is a very nerdy girl named Ingrid asking him instead. Yeah. So like Ingrid's just really pumped that, you know, an average guy said yes to her. I guess she's part of the nerd crew. She'd Mm -hmm. be hanging out with um, at the losers table with like the guy with the cape and the the girl with the overalls. The overall girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
Corey is like very shocked to see that was not like popular number one popular girl um allison yes so he goes home he's trying to figure out how he can ditch ingrid and he's trying to come up with like this really dumb lie like that i don't know some bullshit like oh it was like my twin twin or something yeah yeah and alan's like this is the stupidest idea in the world you're a stupid kid um but alan's like you have to go with her you asked her you have to go with her i don't Uh, disagree with alan here no i agree like you already you already made the commitment to her doesn't mean you need to like hang around her the entire night at the dance Mm -hmm. but you at least have to go pick her up and you'd ask her you're going with her I know. I mean, like, to be honest with you, even if you were going with a guy, if we were going with a guy, like, you still hang out with your friends at the dances. Yeah, you do a couple, like, slow dances with a guy, and, like, that's all you're really... Yeah, I mean, most of the time you would, like, dance dance with your friends. Right. So, and Eric especially is like, oh, yeah, you have to go with Ingrid now, because if you dump one, they're all going to know. I'll dump a girl. They're all going to know, and they're all going to hate you. And he does, like, I actually really love this, this, like, scene right here. He (laughs) has, like, a really good example of, like, oh, my gosh, remember how great mom's chili was? And Morgan's, Mm -hmm. like, getting something out of the fridge. Five seconds later, Amy comes in, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you loved my chili (laughs) so much. Yeah, this was um, a great example of the International Woman Network. Um, Mm -hmm. I did like it. I mean, I think this is very smart for Eric. We love when Eric is, like, being witty and Mm -hmm. not, like, a dum-dum. So this was very enjoyable. Yes, very, um, like, stereotypical and, like, kind of putting women into a box not saying that I don't know what he's talking about. That like, yeah, girls talk to each other. Like they're gonna like no, spread information I, yeah. about guys they're dating because when you're friends with other people, usually you're gonna be like, oh, watch out for that guy. He just dumped me or whatever. You know what I mean? They share information. Um. So yeah, I I thought that was a funny example of it. Um. And I really like. I I agree with you. Like I do like seeing. A smarter, like a street smart version mm-hmm. of Eric. He's not always yeah. so stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we <laughs> we're back in return in Turner's class, and they're reading Pygmalion. Pig Pygma- Is that it? Pygmalion. Yeah. Never heard of it. Never read it. <laughs> I've heard of it before. I think that this is. Um, there's like a really famous story that this is based off of. Uh, let me see if I can figure this out. Quickly. Oh, like like Lion King is Hamlet, like that type of thing. Yeah got it um but it's like why is this like ap english why every episode we're reading a different book and we're applying those life lessons to whatever's going on so hard it's (laughs) like so much oh um my fair lady Mm. so yeah yeah so like basically the the whole idea is like uh Wait, is this the one? Hold on. Now I'm getting mixed up between the two episodes. What happened? Is this Is this the one where... Um, nope, that's the other one. Hold on. Girl, I don't know. Oh, this is the one where Turner says how you speak and how you walk affects how you're going to do in life. And this is what, like, has no. a light bulb go off in Sean's head. Well, that, like, they yeah. need to basically do a she's all that with Ingrid. Right. Yes. So, um, which is one of uh, Sean's brighter ideas, I guess. Like, he roped in Becky. And he's like, Becky, you know, we're going to do, like, a makeover. 
uh, which I I mean, we love makeovers. I love a makeover. Yeah, so. I thought it was like a nice idea. Here's the thing. It's a nice idea in one way. In that you're like, oh, well, if we can't find you a popular girl, we'll make Ingrid popular and problem solved. Now you're also like obviously doing the life lesson of like, well, do we need to change Ingrid to like please the guy she's going uh, to like, to a dance with? No. But so my argument to this is that Ingrid wants to be popular. Right. And that's the only reason because I didn't remember that aspect of this episode until we got there. And then I was like, OK, as long as Ingrid is on board, then I'm yeah. cool with it. Yeah. Um, and Ingrid said at the. Song, OK. Um, yeah. Well, Ingrid said at the end that she also knew that this is like what Corey was doing was for self-interest purposes. Right. So. I don't really feel bad for Ingrid. Like, obviously, of course, Ingrid wants to be popular, you know, like she number one, she gets to hang out with Becky, who is the third most popular girl in school. Mm-hmm. And then she gets to sit at their lunch table. Um, I think she replaced the number two po- most popular girl. We didn't see her. So I don't feel bad for Ingrid. And then she was a brat at the end. I think Ingrid's like no, the yeah. worst. I think it depends on like who this character is, right? If it's a more likable character that like doesn't turn out to be an asshole at the end, like you do feel bad for them. But she's mm-hmm. game for it. Also, we have this like side plot of like uh, Mr. Turn. Let's see. So Feeney asks Miss Tompkins to chaperone the dance. And because it's Sadie Hawkins, he tells Miss Tompkins that she can, like, invite a guy. First of all, if she's dating some random guy, she's not dating. Let's pretend she's not dating Mr. Turner. What guy wants to go on a date to chaperone a children's <laughs> dance? No guy wants to do that. Well, I think Feeney knew that. Of course. And, like, of course, poor Turner is, like, waiting for her to ask yeah. him. And he, like, yeah, but Mr. Turner's that. a teacher, too. He can just volunteer to chaperone. I he know. doesn't need permission from I know. But why would anybody? he want to do it in the first place? But because um, he wants to hang out with Miss Tompkins. I guess so. Um, so now we're we're at the Matthews residence and Sean and Corey are like looking at magazines, trying to figure out how they want to make Ingrid look. And of course, they end up being Amy's magazines after she comments on how like oh, these women are just like mm-hmm. too skinny and too this and too that. And where yeah. did you get these magazines? Yeah, I like how she was like, you didn't open up the drawer, did you? Mm -hmm. Never open up a person's nightstand. That's where all the secrets live. Yes. For everybody out there, don't definitely don't do that. That's not okay. That's Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't don't do that to people. Um, Mm -hmm. Ingrid comes downstairs looking. I mean, her hair looked very pretty. I have to say I did like the hair. Oh, yeah. I thought that she looked great. I thought this green dress that she wore looked really pretty. Her hair looked really pretty. I mean, I think that it was a good little makeover. I think that Becky did a good job. I do, too. But the thing is, is like the way Sean reacts, I feel like there's a better approach than being like, no, 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 this is going to work. This doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, She she needs something special. She needs something mysterious about her. I don't disagree with him that like being cool is more than looks. It's an attitude. Like totally get that. Makes sense. But I don't know that that's the way to approach it, Sean. So this is not right. Not right. Yeah. So he needs something like foreign, something mysterious about her. And she's like, "Um, well, my name is foreign. It's Ingrid. And then the whole um, reveal that Ingrid's family is from Sweden um, and that 
that that's like oh we can work with that you know there's like naked women at the beach yeah in there are naked ladies there so yeah. you're you're good now yeah and then this is where like Corey is like oh like maybe this isn't a good idea mm-hmm. and then this is when Ingrid's like no I want to be popular she like yells at his face gets really close to him Mm-hmm. So now it's all on Ingrid. No, 100%. I'm on board with that. And I do think, like, whatever Corey has coming to him is, like, deserved based mm-hmm. on the fact that, like, this was their plan to begin with, right? So yeah. whatever he has coming to him, he deserves it. And this is when we see Sean basically spreading rumors that everyone mm-hmm. is nude in Sweden all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, she's a, Ingrid's a nudist. That's what we got out of this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so now this outfit that Ingrid's forced to wear in the next day to school, this like yes. little like it's a it, it's I, it's like a, it's like a milk a maid, sweet, a milk maid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, it truly is. Feeney doesn't like Ingrid's makeover. No, because he's like, oh, what happened to her? And, you know, it's, he doesn't obviously he doesn't quite understand it no he um, does not approve yeah and Ingrid um, immediately says she can't go to the dance with Corey she's cool now and Rick Lawler asked her to the dance and she said yes and she basically like thanks Corey kisses him on the cheek and then leaves and Corey mm-hmm. is like what what the hell like just happened yeah and of course this is like in the girl network because Sean immediately hears and comes. this is my favorite part of the whole episode like right after this happened he goes oh I'm so sorry I just heard about Ingrid yes. and they're like um he's like how do you know and he's like well I'm tapped into the girls network yeah I I did like that because it was like a very funny running gag throughout the the whole episode yeah, yeah. Um, and this is when the most popular girl in school asks mm-hmm. Corey to the dance. Yes, Allison. Allison's like, will you go to the dance with me? And Corey's shocked, shocked. What do you think? Like, did you were you suspicious of this? Yeah, I knew something was up. I, I didn't remember the ending. Um, it's interesting to me. That Sean doesn't all. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Sean. Sean has to already know. No, he already he has to know. They have to know. That's what I'm wondering. Is they said everybody knows, right? So why didn't Sean warn Corey about this? You know, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to burst Corey's bubble. Yeah, maybe not. But regardless, so now he's going with the most popular girl. Probably not the best thing to like get on your knees and hug her legs, Corey. Like you look an awful desperate, just saying. That's not what a cool person would do. No, no it's, it's yeah. an attitude, Corey. It's an attitude. Yeah. Um. Yes. So uh, back at the Matthews residence, apparently this is around Christmas time. Oh, yeah. This is our actually this is our Christmas episode. Our Merry Christmas, Christmas episode. Well, also, I love how like the posters were like this is like a non- denominational like poster but yeah. it was just like a giant snowman with like a menorah on the corner <laughs> it's like this is like, this is not a christmas poster yeah, but here's like a menorah and then there was like another poster of another menorah that said like happy hanukkah but still no christmas shit except for at the matthews residence there's a christmas tree yeah and that's the thing i was like oh Oh, suddenly this is a Christmas episode? Mm-hmm. Like, since when? Honestly? Since when? Well, no, in the very beginning, the poster what, know, had, like, a snowman saying, and then a menorah. Like, I don't know. I thought that was weird. And, like, also, and, obviously. And this, and this released on December 16th. 
So. I gotta say, I preferred, um, was it Santa's Little Helper was the name of it or something? Oh, for a Christmas episode? Yeah, this, like, blew as a Christmas episode. This is not episode. a Christmas episode, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Eric's like, oh, this is the best. Now the girl has to come in and get interrogated by the parents, and I just get to relax. And then, of course, like, the car horn honks, and he's like, what? Yeah. I feel cheap. <laughs> Yeah, he's, you know, like the girl did not want to come in and talk to the parents. No. Um, the Matthews family is pro tinsel on their tree. I am anti tinsel. We don't use tinsel. I think uh, it looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, why are they using tinsel? Um, so basically, this is the best night ever for Amy and Alan. Morgan's at a sleepover. The boys are at the dance. They have six full hours of fuck time. Let's get going. Like, yep. You know, I love their approach too. They're like they had wine like ready to go. Like the minute those no kids were out the door, they already had like glasses poured. Yeah, like, no time to waste. We impressive. gotta get going. Sexy you know, music is on. Sexy music. We don't have time to waste. We only have six hours. Honestly, how long are they having sex for? Like oh. that is a long ass time. Six well, hours. I would rather go. Never mind. This is not the Dawson's Creek podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you want more R-rated content, well, I'm just saying, like, I would rather have sex multiple times for a shorter amount of time in six hours oh, than I think one six-hour session of sex. Um, chafing is a real concern with six hours of sex. Just saying, yeah, maybe they're like really into foreplay. Oh God! You know what? That makes sense because they start off with like the back rubs, right? The back. Like, I feel like yeah. they have. Okay, maybe this makes sense. Okay, so we have six hours, right? It's yeah, evening, one, so it must be one post hour. dinner. I'd assume mm. we're at post dinner at this point. Yeah, so six you have o'clock. Your, like, well, yeah, no, you have, like, hold your... on, no, 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 no. What kid is coming home at midnight? Five o'clock. Okay, so either they have had dinner or they haven't, but they have the wine. They have like snacks. They put on the sexy music. They do the back rubs. They do some dancing, maybe. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like if this is their like their night their night then they're going to make like a full endeavor of this exactly mm-hmm. so they start you know alan's giving amy a nice shoulder rub a sensual um, massage yes where's and that now, from oh austin powers i think <laughs> uh we're at the dance and immediately allison ditches Corey. yeah so i mean okay so this makes a lot of sense so everybody knows that allison has a ninth grade boyfriend but her parents don't let her date ninth graders so she gets normal safe guys to bring her to the dance that her parents would approve of and then she ditches the guys to hang out with her ninth grade boyfriend why not just go to the dance alone and meet up with danny there maybe that's suspicious this all is like this is reminding me very much of like that stupid party that that girl had where she's like my mom doesn't let me hang out with cool boys it's like so i think parents know which kids are cool I think that girl's the second most popular girl in school. Mm, that she's she number had it going two. on. Yeah. yeah, she's number two. It's fair. I think her name. What was her name? Melissa. I think so. So yeah. I. So this hierarchy in the cool, the cool girls club. Yeah. We, number one, we got Allison. Number yeah. two, we got Melissa. Number three, we got Becky. And then I don't know who's Ingrid, after that. Probably. Well, I don't. I mean, I guess then Ingrid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who the cool boys are in the other grade. I mean, um, in this grade. I, well, I, like, Danny I th- probably because he's dating. No, he's in ninth grade. 
Oh, in seventh grade, you're saying? In seventh grade. Sean is definitely know. up there. But I don't think Sean's like a popular kid. He's like, not I a top, he... top. But if the third pop, most popular girl is asking him how, he at least has to be okay. top five. Like, okay, so you know at school there was like the jocks and like the cool boys. But then there oh, was yeah. like the boys that were like actually popular, popular. Like, because you know there's like popular, but then there's like the actual definition of popular. Right. Where like everybody think... likes this boy. So they're like popular, but they're not like a jock football player. Yeah, I think that thing with Sean is that like he's even cooler because he doesn't hang out with like the popular guys right so he's like oh he's pop he's cute and he's like cool yeah but he's not like trying to be you know what mm-hmm. I mean like mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably his appeal a lot of the okay. time yeah um he's a high yes. profile guy like all the girls want to go to the dance with him yes so Corey's pissed <laughs> I mean and- it's upsetting this is the second time he got dumped Yes, for the same dance. Yes. And meanwhile, we have Feeney telling Turner. Oh, no, hold on. Oh, what? What else Then Sean says, I'm sorry. Comes up and says, I just heard about about Allison. Sorry about that. Heard it from the girls' network. I'm going to get you some snacks. No, he says he was just standing over there. Wasn't that the time? No, that was a third time. Oh, that's later. Sorry. It happened so many times. I know. It's my favorite bit. Yeah, no, you're right. He heard it from the girls' network. Yeah. Um... And this is when we get Feeney telling Kat and Turner to exercise mm-hmm. restraint. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. they're just sitting and talking. <laughs> yeah. Feeney's the close. one who's like, leave room for the Holy Spirit, children. I'm telling you, the best match that's ever, like, ever been prophesized, Mr. Feeney and Grams from Dawson's yeah. Creek. They're they get made along for like each other. Yes, yeah. they're made for each other. Yeah, but he's he has his eyes on Miss Snyder at the punch bowl. She, he always does. But We've what's seen happening her with her? What's happening with Miss Snyder? Nothing is moving forward. No, they went to a poetry date and we haven't heard anything since. Apparently, I don't, I think, they didn't I think like the sexy plums. <laughs> I think that she's dragging him along. Mr. Oh. Feeney, Mr. Feeney is like kind of a get. Like, Here's the thing. I think what it is is that she got tired of him like always talking about the Matthews family and like always talking about like Corey and no, like yeah. just being like way okay. too involved in these kids' lives. I got it. I got it. Miss Snyder came over for a nightcap and for some dinner because Feeney's like a good cook. Then she's like, oh, can I go to the restroom? And Mr. Feeney's like, sure. It's like the third door to the left. Yeah. Miss Snyder's not the math teacher. She's actually the science teacher. <laughs> so she goes down, counts three, two doors, opens it up, and that's where she sees the shrine. shrine of, it's like the Helga shrine. <laughs> yeah, the Helga shrine of Corey. And she's like, Holy All the cameras. Fuck. Like he has like these cameras set up like security yes. cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bugging system. Yes. And she's like, holy fuck. Like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do about this? And no one's going to believe her because he's the principal. So she has to right. keep working there. Right. And she doesn't want to lose her job. So yes. she closes the door. She's like, oh, no. Like, I think I got a stomach ache. And she like bounces. Yeah. And she's like, what am I supposed to do about this? And she's just thinking about it now. I yeah. love this. This is our best theory yet. I think so. I think so. <laughs> we fit the nail on the head with because this one. Exactly. It makes so, perfect sense. It does. It does. So, yeah. So now we're... So basically we find out that the entire time Kat was just like stringing along Turner because she got some twisted pleasure out of watching him squirm. And he's like, how'd you know no one else was going to ask me? She's like, oh, I put a note in with the Girls Network. <laughs> there is no other young... Teachers, there's only young, attractive subs. 
that we know of that, that we, we know. know of i have seen nobody else so yes. yeah so then ingrid comes up to Corey and she's like sopping wet because mm-hmm. all the cool kids were hanging out by the pool and they were like oh wouldn't it be so cool if we all just like jump in wouldn't that be so cool and then ingrid's like i'm actually going to jump in and she was the only one so she comes up she can't see a thing her contacts fell out mm-hmm. um and then you know her date ditches her and basically now we have both of them being like sad sacks. They're both apologizing to one another. Right. Um, I mean, sucks for them. Yeah. And yeah. I like you feel yeah. bad for Ingrid for like I feel bad a for half nobody. a second. No, I don't feel bad for her. Well, you feel bad for her for like half a second when she like loses her contacts and Corey gets her glasses out, gives them to her. He's like being super nice to her. Yeah. And basically they both agree that they aren't cool. That like, um, and like Ing- like you said, Ingrid was like, oh, I don't feel bad because, you know, I don't I didn't feel bad for dumping you because I knew that you were transforming me for yourself. Right. And they both agreed they should have just come together to the dance as themselves. Yeah. And then, of course, Ingrid gets asked to dance by some random guy. And she just is like, OK, like and then Corey's like, what about knowing who we are? And she's like, give me a break. And she, yeah, <laughs> Ingrid is disgusting. Hate Ingrid. She's <laughs> like worse than Melissa. Um, yeah. And you know these girls existed, like, in school, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Like, these oh, yeah. girls definitely existed. So it is it is kind of funny, because you think the moral of the story is going to be like, oh, Corey and Ingrid, like, dance together at the mm-hmm. end. But no. No, 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 no. No, there's, there was plenty of social climbers in high school and middle school. Mm-hmm. Cutting down friends left and right just to be part of the popular crowd. Yeah. Um, so then Sean comes again and he's like, so sorry, heard about Ingrid. And then now it was because he was right there. <laughs> yes, yes. This was the time he was standing right there. Yeah. And so then we have Eric, uh, Corey and Sean, like all take a photo together. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, let's pretend our dates were all in the bathroom or whatever. Um, Sean's was okay. So Sean's like Becky's been in the bathroom for bathroom for hours. But tell me that this is not the case. Like there were so many times when you go to school dances and you spend like a cumulative like two hours in the bathroom. Oh, 100 percent. That was definitely this happened thing. all the time. You just go and hang out in the bathroom. You go as like a group. That's like a thing you do. You go with your friends into the bathroom and then yeah. you're like there for like two hours because you're like talking about it and like you're gossiping like mm-hmm. you're there forever. So this is so like on point and factual yeah and i also think that like if you were let's pretend you did go to a dance like with a boy or like you danced with a boy while you there or whatever there's so much pressure around it that like the only time you really can like let loose and have fun is when you're with your friends anyway so i feel like it like does make sense yeah oh Um, and then you dance with the boy for one dance and then you run to the bathroom and you tell all your friends about it Exactly. This is facts. So, yeah. So they take a picture for the yearbook because like in 20 years when they look back, they won't remember that they got ditched. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. And then we get the end scene. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Amy and Alan. Their night did not go as they thought it was going to. They fell asleep during the massage. Yeah. I mean, you get you get it. It makes sense. It sucks. It does suck. I also don't know how I feel. I understand how Amy falls asleep. But how does Alan fall asleep sitting like that? That cannot be comfortable. Who knows? They're sleepy. They're hard workers. Yeah. So that was episode 12. Um, Episode 13 is called, gosh, is it Cyrano? Cyrano. You don't even recognize this dude from Animal Crossing? 
There's a dude named Cyrano from Animal Crossing? Yep. He, nope, I don't. He sh- he's an ant eater, and he shares his birthday with me. Oh, that's why you know him. I think yeah, I share my birthday with Cole the Black Rabbit. And he's super oh. cute. He has, like, little teeth. I love him. I like um, rabbits. So, yes. So... This oh. is the book I was thinking of when I was mentioning mm, it in the last one. Yeah. So we start off in Turner's class where yeah. there's this book is all about this guy who likes this girl, but he like basically tells the good looking guy what to say to the girl mm-hmm. to get like get her essentially. And Topanga yeah. says she thinks it's romantic because the guy just cares about her happiness and all the boys in the like in the room thinks he's a dip or like an idiot or whatever. I fall somewhere in between that. I think, like, you're not doing the girl any favors by making her think that, like, the good-looking guy has the same thoughts as you. Mm-hmm. Like, really not helping her out there. But I also, like, I could I could squint and see that it's romantic, mm. <laughs> I guess. This is a tale as old as time. Like, we see this in media so much. Also and I rom-coms all the time. I've never, ever heard of anybody doing this in real life. So I don't think it's a real thing. No, I think it's only in only. It's in only in. It was literally in one of the Mary Kate and Ashley movies that we watched. Oh yeah, it was actually. Um, what was that? <laughs> that one. Plot. It was that. What was the one the where ho- they? The book, holiday. They were, no. The Bahamas. Oh, Holiday in the Sun. Holiday. It was because they were yeah, complaining holiday about not going to Hawaii with my friends. Not. Yeah, they really want to go to Hawaii. <laughs> By the way, we're now into 1995. That's crazy. So, yeah, this uh, was their first episode of 95. We're moving right along. I can't believe it. I was four. Look at that. I was nearly six at this point on January 6th. There you go. 1995. Nearly, Um, nearly six. And this is going to be like the moral of the story of like, what do women want? Right. Like that is the entire Mm -hmm. what this entire episode is about. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Alan bought Amy a trash compactor for their anniversary. Mm, yes. And Feeny is very concerned about this. Oh, yeah. Feeny's in the know. Feeny's like, mm. oh, this is not going to go out so well. This is not like a romantic gift. However, this is not a monumental anniversary. This is 17. This is not 15. This is not 20. Mm-hmm. 17. I think that you should be lucky to get anything on your anniversary. I tend, I see. I thought we were going to be have opposing views on this. In my opinion, so let's get through. I guess like Amy's reaction first. I want to know what seventeenth year of marriage. You know how there's like the paper anniversary. Yeah, isn't paper one? Seventeen is furniture. So we're almost there. I mean, appliance, furniture, they're similar. Similar. 16 is silverware. Now, that is good because we have an issue with uh, missing flatware in our house. (laughs) (laughs) So I would like silverware. 18 is porcelain. 19 is bronze. What's 20? And then I'm going to be done with this. It's one paper. Was I right? One is paper. Okay. So what should Will get me for our one year anniversary? Um, a, um, a illustration of Winston. 
That would actually be perfect. We should predict yeah. what Will's going to get me for our one year anniversary because we are in a trash compactor. We are in April. If he no, I would never want one. Actually, China. You get twenty uh, on your twenty year anniversary. You get China, so you go um, to China. I would prefer that over actual like like plates and stuff. Um. So yes. So. Right, so Alan is, like, super excited about this trash compactor. Like, he is thinking that she's going to love it. And Eric and Corey, of course, forget about their parents' anniversary, so they want in on this gift. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy hates it. Amy's not a fan. <laughs> um, I, yeah, so, okay, no, the thing is, is that this is not a romantic gift. No. Um, it is an expensive gift. And I think that that is something yeah. that men kind of have issue with, is that, you know, when a woman is looking for a gift, they're looking for something that has some sort of sentiment to it. Um, men see, well, if I spend $500 on this trash compactor and $500 on this necklace, like, you know, it's the equal the same that, amount of money. Equal yeah. same amount. It's like it's the fact that I spent all this money. Yeah. But it's well, not a romantic gift. No. So I looked up trash compactors. They're about $1,000, at least oh. right now. That's okay. I don't know and how much they were back then. Maybe they were like new and so they were like really expensive. Even more considering expensive. The time. Yeah. But what I will say is like I understand where Alan is coming from. Amy wants one. She has mentioned. He said that she's mentioned multiple times that she wish she had a trash compactor. So like by his logic, like I understand where he's coming from. Right. Like. You have to know the person that you're buying something for. Maybe for somebody else, they would appreciate that appliance because mm-hmm. in a situation where it's something that like, I know I'm not going to buy it for myself, but I'd really like to have one. Like you, right? You just got a steam mop and you loved getting a steam mop. For somebody else, that might be a shitty gift to get somebody. Well, like, the thing I was asking you're for a steam. Clean. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I've, I, I, yeah. I mean, I was asking for the steam mop for two years and like, nope, he like he would not get it for me because he was like, it's a lame gift. But finally, he got it for me. Right. I mean, honestly, I think it depends on the person you're buying it for. Like if somebody in my opinion, if Amy has talked about wanting one, there's a difference. There's a difference between her having a conversation Mm -hmm. with Alan about we should really get a trash compactor one day. Mm -hmm. Or saying to Alan, oh, I wish someone would buy me a trash compactor. Like, there's a difference there. Uh, yeah. Um, hmm. but I can see Al- why Alan is confused. And don't get, don't get me wrong. Like, I think to me, at least in my opinion, I, everybody is different. Jewelry is somewhat of a cop out. Like, like you just, okay. So, and I understand, like, I think it was cute at the end when he gives her the, was it a pearl necklace, right? And like one pearl for every year we've been together. And he actually miscalculates. Um, like, I think that's a cute gift. But I think sometimes jewelry can can be just as thoughtless as anything else unless Hmm. you're putting a lot of thought into what that person wants. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Well, hmm. If you're saying it's the thought that counts. It's never the thought that counts. (laughs) Um, I'd like to know what people think about this. Like, I'd like to know where people stand because I feel like I'm a different type of. Maybe I'm not the average person. Okay. okay, so if I got a trash compactor, I would still want a more romantic gift in addition to 
But what if it was like a heartfelt s- note or something? Sentiment. Um, I like nothing would. that was like expensive, but like, you know, yeah, yeah, that would suffice. That would suffice, except that it's like very impossible to get certain people to write notes like that. But then again, you mean like earth because- signs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I think that the it, like if he wrote me a note, like a heartfelt romantic note, like that would probably be like something that I would very deeply treasure because it's not something that I get very often. Well, okay, it's not something that I ever get. Um, just because he's like not much of like like a thoughts on paper type of dude. Mm-hmm. So I would like that. I think that. I can see both sides, honestly, but also, like, I don't, I would not want a trash compactor for my anniversary, but once again, this is, like, this is a throwaway anniversary. I, I mean, maybe people don't look at any anniversary as, like, a throw, like, do only the, like, ones that are every five years matter. I mean, I think that, yeah, like, my 15th anniversary, like, this is upcoming in 12 days is my 14th anniversary. Am I expecting a trash compactor or anything of significance? Mm-hmm. No. Now, my 15th anniversary, I would expect something more significant. Like, I, I would have another expect, question. Yeah. When you get married, do you stop celebrating, like, the uh, dating anniversary? Okay. Have, well, that's okay. a question for so, me because I have an anniversary in a month if I don't. <laughs> You celebrate both anniversaries. I think that you... No, no, no. Listen to me, Jess. Okay. You celebrate your wedding anniversary and you acknowledge your dating anniversary. Uh, fair. I probably should check that with Will because if he gets me something and I don't get him something, I look like a real asshole. Especially because I've gotten yeah. our, anniversary, our dating anniversary mixed up a few times. So yeah. I'd look like a real dick. Okay. Actually, you know, the best part of me getting married would be like... I can finally be like, oh, we've been married for a year instead of like, how long have you been dating? And then my embarrassing ass can be like, oh, it's been eons because I don't like saying it because it's embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing that you've been with him for a long time? That's a successful relationship. We don't have to get into the the um, psychology of why I feel like it's embarrassing. That's not really like for Cyrano (laughs) right now. Cyrano doesn't want to know. But yes, this I would is like, like to hear, a personal issue. I really would like to hear from the listeners, like, would they appreciate? And I'm not saying because I think a trash compactor is just like, honestly, not a great example, because if we hadn't just renovated our kitchen and someone bought me like a new appliance, like I'd be pretty excited about it. Or like you said, with the steam up or like a really nice appliance that you were actually wanting to get, but didn't want to spend the money on, you know, like, I don't know. I um, don't like practical gifts. I like I, I really, do. That's. Yeah, yeah, I, I do the steam mop like was something that. special because I really did want because I wanted it for a long time. It was eighty dollars. Like I could have bought myself a steam mop, but I was just like holding out on it. Um, yeah, you know, in that particular like, but also like that wasn't my main gift. Like I that flower I got was yeah, which more is expensive. very impractical. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it was like a flower <laughs> and like a really pretty like little um. Uh, vase that's like a, a bud vase essentially and it's a forever flower so it's a year that was my main gift that thing was more expensive than the steam mop mm-hmm. and that's a romantic gift so it wasn't that's why the steam mop worked for me because that was my romantic gift the flower mm-hmm. and and I got uh, a doormat 
Um, and then the steam up was like my practical gift that I've been wanting for a while. And that's mm-hmm. why it didn't peeve me out. Now, I don't no, I don't want practical gifts. So yeah. I'm not and the meanwhile, same. Meanwhile, I not feel the like same. Will and I are the opposite. Like I tend to buy him practical gifts because I know that's what I'd appreciate. And he buys me more like romantic things because that's what like he appreciates. What's so, like a romantic example? Um, This might not be romantic for everybody, but... I thought it was because it really was something he really thought about. Mm -hmm. He so one of the reasons that like we really started talking a lot when we first kind of interacted one on one. um, We talked about like our love of the office and like TV sitcoms in general. And he made me. um, So basically, you know, the game Guess Who? Mm -hmm. Like from when you're a kid. He made me a Guess Who game but it has all the office characters in it. Mm. And so you have to ask questions like, oh, is your person in That's season fun. two or, you know, whatever. And it was super romantic because it's something like we connected on when we were, you know, first starting to talk and like we both love the office and it was we both love board games. So that was something it was more like I shouldn't say romantic as much like very thoughtful um and so again like that's something he put a lot of thought into and of course it's not like super expensive but the amount of time he Mm -hmm. took to like you know print all the things and cut them all out and put them all in so if any men are listening to our podcast i think that we do have a good amount of male listeners which actually by the way like that's kind of another subject for another day but i had no idea that boiling swirls was kind of more of like a male appreciated show i never thought about it yeah like it's i always thought of it as like oh it's like such it's a girly show because like there's like the big romance aspect but most of the people that i know that are re-watching boy meets world are male Hmm, interesting so I find that extremely interesting because I never thought of it as like it's I mean, the title of the show is Boy Meets World, but I never thought of it as like no, a I guy No, I never show. thought of it as one way or the other, really. But I guess you think yeah. like the main character is a, a man from, I mean, at least most of the series. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, exactly. So, yeah. I, OK, well, that's nonetheless. But like if any men are listening and are like, well, the big question is, what do women want? What Amy says later that women want to be appreciated, that's like a big part of it. Mm -hmm. But in terms of gifts, it's more so to be thoughtful and it doesn't even have to be expensive more so than uh, I mean, and every woman is different. There's plenty of women out there that are like, get me the Gucci or mm-hmm. get out, you know? Yeah, which is why I think that the jewelry at the end, while I appreciated the, like, thoughtfulness of, like, one for every year we've been married, I don't think that was the best example because, like, what if he had gotten her, oh, this is a, so they go mini golfing, right, as a family, we know that. Oh, this is the the little pencil from the first time we ever went mini golfing together or something like that. Yeah. Like, I know, I would appreciate the necklace. I, yeah. I, I've asked like I've gotten um, a string of pearls for um, Christmas, mm-hmm. so from Drew. So whatever, um, whatever. Moving on, back moving to on. back to the episode here. So um, we get a whole thing between Harley and his girlfriend Gloria, who we're meeting for the first time. Yeah. She's like super frustrated with him because he has no manners uh, for mm-hmm. her, like with her, and um, and <laughs> she, yeah. So sorry, so go ahead. No, like she doesn't he doesn't want to meet her parents like he 
doesn't compliment her or like mm-hmm. show his appreciation. Um, you know, I think that um, so there's like a lot of bickering that's been going on. Frankie's kind of having a bad day. He's like being a little quiet. He needs his quiet time. Joey's trying to mediate. Um, and then Corey and Sean come in and they're talking shit about Harley's greasy hair. Yeah, scan the room, guys. Scan the room before you start <laughs> yeah. doing that. Yeah, and then Harley hears, and then um, he wants to obviously beat up the boys. Yeah. Um, Sean sweet talks and flirts with Gloria. Yeah. And then um, because of Gloria and um, she, he Harley decides not to beat them up, even though Harley is literally not a bully, like... He's never touched the boys, um, Corey and Sean. Like, he's the never punched them. The closest we've gotten to is when Eric steps in. That was, like, the closest we've gotten to, like, I, And I still think that he wouldn't have done that because he would have respected Corey for standing up for himself. Yeah. Harley's a fake bully. He has never touched the boys. He... Like, he, like, you know, threatens them a little. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, but that's still bullying. But, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, he's just, like, he always threatens that he's going to kill yeah, them, he's but he never, never like, does. physically beat them up. No. I'd say, like, definitely mentally and, like, emotionally yeah. he's caused Lots trauma. of stress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of stress. So Frankie's now in charge of killing, quote, unquote, Corey and right. Sean. And Frankie decides that, like, instead of that, he asks them for a favor he says that he's in love and he needs help wooing her. I kind of what? liked the, yeah, Sean, what? Wooing what? her. What? what? Like, how do you not know what wooing is, Sean? Um, <laughs> so he's like, oh, Corey, you're good at talking. And obviously Which girls have a thing for Sean. I like, I like Frankie's thought process here. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Put the yeah, two together. You can coach me on how to, like, win the girl of my heart's affections. You Did know? Frankie's hair look darker in this episode to you? Yeah, I think he dyed it for okay. sure. <laughs> it looks so very weird. dark. It was so dark. Maybe it was yeah. all the grease. Yes. And we're we're back. And so basically they agree because they don't have any other choice. Yeah. Um, We're back in the Matthews residence. And we see Alan, like, definitely trying to make things up for to, to Amy. He's helping Morgan clean her room. He's cleaning out the gutters. <laughs> taking um, out the trash. Taking out the trash where he sees Feeney. And this is where Feeney, interesting to me, like, Feeney is the one, you know, kind of spouting wisdom to Alan. Feeney's not even married. We don't know that he's ever been married. Yes, we do. He's been married? I do. Yes, of course he was married. I don't remember. Oh, my God. That's well, so it doesn't embarrassing. Matter. But it's still interesting to me that he's, like, spouting this wisdom. And he's like, oh, well, you know, it was easy. You, it was a time saver. You didn't have to rack your brain thinking of something that she'd like. Um, good points made by mm-hmm. Feeney. But I still yeah. think, like, knowing that someone wants something and getting it for them he obviously was listening when she said she wanted a trash. There compactor. needs to be an additional thing that is sentimental. That's I don't what disagree. it is. If you have to give a practical gift because that's what they quote unquote want, then you have to slump, supplement it with a impractical or more romantic gift. Right. So this is when I loved this part where Corey and John walk in with Frankie like into their house and Eric is like, what in the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric's like, oh, like really scared. I'm um, talking about the office. He uh, Frankie calls Eric tuna. Yes. Yes. I was like the sandwich. original tuna. Not a big tuna. No, just tuna. Not big tuna. Tuna just on wheat. 
Um, <laughs> don't bring that to school. We talked yeah. about this already. We, we did talk about this very early on, actually. Yeah, we had yeah. a whole discussion on when don't it's an appropriate to lunch to bring to school, and you mm-hmm. never bring tuna to school. No, it's not an okay thing to do. No. Um. So they decide that Corey is going to pretend to be a girl and hold up a pillow in front of his face <laughs> so Frankie can this. practice. Yeah. Very funny interaction between them. Um, and Sean basically is like, you have to go tell her that you like her. Just walk up to her. Tell her that you like her. Um, yeah. And this is when we see. So it's Frankie's locker is the locker. This is the that, big like, locker is Frankie's locker. Right. I thought Sean that was Sean's locker, it. but it's not. Right. So they're both hiding in it, listening in on this conversation. And mm-hmm. we find out before, obviously, Sean and Corey do, that it is Gloria, shocker, that Frankie loves. This is very bad. Very, very, very bad. Very bad. Yes. Um, this is, a, you know, this is breaking bro code to the this max. This is a betrayal. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that, like. The guts. I mean, here's the thing. Harley obviously cares for Gloria, so I don't think it would have worked out in Frankie's favor if he approached Harley first. It's not like a situation where Harley was going to break up with her anyway and then, you know what I mean? Like, obviously Harley has feelings for her, but Frankie seems to not really care about that because he just immediately tells Gloria that he loves her. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It was pretty weird. So we get the whole, like, feeding lines through the locker and then ultimately Frankie, like, goes off book. And is like, you know, speaking from the heart and Gloria is reacting really nicely to it because she's never heard a man say these types of things to her. Right. Because she's dating Harley, who treats her yeah. like crap. Yeah. So then they go to Chubby's to get a burg. Um, Corey figures out it's Gloria. Mm-hmm. Harley is like, have you seen my girl? It's like, why would they normally see their <laughs> Well, my favorite girl? part was that... Uh... <laughs> Sean was like, oh, they'll never find out without witnesses. It's circumcised evidence. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, my God. My favorite I gotta, line. I, I should probably look back. I missed circumcised that. Circumcised evidence. Circumcised um, evidence. Yeah. And of course, like they immediately fold because they like have no backbones and they're very obvious. Um, oh, also in this discussion, we get a like future plot where they talk about dressing up in, as girls and pretending mm. like they're somebody else. Remember that episode? Yes, because I'm pretty sure I remember like Sean just like talking about how his like underwear is like riding up. I oh, is that where it, it underpants is from? Maybe not. No. Underpants. That's from something else. Yeah. More um, underpants. Yeah, but they immediately fold and they bring uh they bring Harley to Chubby's and like Gloria and Frankie, to be honest, like I do think they're very sweet. Like, Gloria's like, oh, still waters run deep. And Frankie's like, I'm an ocean of love for you. I like that. Still waters run deep. I've never mm-hmm. heard that expression really? before. Really? Yeah. Like it's a common expression. I like it. I think um, that Frankie is such a sweetheart. I mean, I we all can agree that this is, like, the wrong move. Yeah. But, like, I really love the inclusion of a character like Frankie in the show because everything he says is poetry yeah. And I just love the idea of like this like big, burly, like mean, intimidating looking guy just having like such a soft heart. Um, I, I love it. Yeah, honestly. I really like Frankie a lot, too. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he adds a lot to the show. He's a very I've never really seen like a character like him in television. Number one, it's very like I feel like it's pretty uncommon to see like a plus size teenager in um 
male male or female in mm-hmm. television. So the fact that he got cast is great. Um but yeah, I just think that he's a great character. I think that he adds a lot to the show. And I think that when you do see someone who's plus size, they're always like the comedic relief. Like they're right. always the yeah. funny character. And or I think like their he, whole plots revolved around their weight. Their weight. Yeah. And this and is I, not talked about at all. Besides, no. it's like he's the enforcer, but they don't say his, right. he's the enforcer because of his weight. Just right. And I love guy. that like he's again, he's more emotional. He's more sentimental as a character. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it goes against him here because Harley is, sees them and he's very, very upset about the whole situation. I mean, um, it is upsetting. Like, I mean, no, yeah. if my, I mean, like, I don't know if like Harley considers Frankie his best friend. Like he considers Frankie like his best. His crony. Like, yeah. His best crony. Mm-hmm. But essentially, like, I think that's as close as a best friend as Harley could have. Mm-hmm. And to see him. With his girl. I, re- I mean, understandably upset. Um, there's a little altercation between mm-hmm. the three of them. Like, Gloria's like, you don't even appreciate me anyway. Like, why do you care? Their accents are just so much. Like, I know. Oh, you got me tires. Oh, well, it was only three tires. <laughs> yeah. That whole yeah. thing. So basically, Gloria's argument is like, well, Frankie makes me feel special. Um, and this is when Corey interjects and he tells him the story about his parents and he's like, oh, they're going to work it out. Like, don't worry. Yeah. You know, you'll work it out, too. And Harley showing up at the Matthews residence <laughs> killed me. Yeah, I like this, too. So Harley comes to uh, the house. Amy opens the door and he's like, I'm here for relationship advice. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, And then, like, Eric comes home and sees Harley with Amy and they're like, legit just drinking tea and chatting um yes and i love how every time that someone sees harley like first it's eric and then it's Corey. they both freak out and assume that harley is like threatening their parents yeah he's just there for some relationship advice his mom's unavailable um yes oh yeah she's knocked out cold because it's like middle of the afternoon yeah um and so amy has gives him tea and harley asks Mm -hmm. what women want and like you said Mm -hmm. before amy says women want to be appreciated yeah like harley should know what his girlfriend is feeling and thinking because like that's his he's her boyfriend or he's her boyfriend he should know um and this is when alan walks in yeah (laughs) yeah alan has his little spiel Mm -hmm. um i do think that this is a good point i do think that a lot of women feel underappreciated. Um, we talked about this in our season one, how much women handle the mental load. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I still don't think that a lot of men get what that means of, you know, being responsible for so much within a household and then still thinking about like 10 things that's coming and things that you have to do and right. like being present, um, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I think that I think that there's some men that are great at showing their their appreciation to their women. And then there's probably even more men that are not so great with. Right. You know, showing their appreciation. I'm so. also curious now because now obviously Alan comes in and gives Amy a necklace, 18 pearls, one for every year they're married. Mm-hmm. Amy says they've only been married 17 years. And he's like, well, one's for like that first year. And they like make mm. out. I want to know what Amy got Alan for their <laughs> Nothing, nothing, nothing. He, sh- he got nothing. Why? Because that's the other thing. It's like, you know, the women always fair. expect something. 
Like Valentine's Day? Like how often do guys get stuff on Valentine's I, like, Day? I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Well, no, I, I don't either. Stupid. But I'm just saying like stereotypically the girls are like, what are you getting me? And the guys are like lucky if they get something. I don't know. I don't I don't like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So then we're we're back in the end scene. Uh, we're in the cafeteria and Turner was like, oh, your essay on Cyrano was actually great. Um, so Corey is like, love is something you can never take for granted. Don't buy her an appliance or tires. <laughs> Turner's like, oh, you've learned a lot. Yeah. And then they run off to see the girls volleyball team running laps, which is icky. <laughs> you know. And that's how we end the episode. Yes. What did you think? Did you, do you have a preference between these two episodes? Yeah, for sure. I like the second episode better. I think that I first of all, I I already said I love Frankie as a character. I loved an episode that focused, I mean, slightly more on him, and I thought mm-hmm. that the lessons in the second episode were much stronger than the lessons mm. in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um I also just like I said, I really like the idea of like talking about what I, I should like say like a partner not even necessarily women but like a partner expects out of a relationship and like how you can show someone you care about them in yeah. more ways than just like giving a gift yeah. um so I, I like that I love Harley visiting the Matthews residence it cracks me up <laughs> yeah I think overall episode 13 is a better episode but there's a lot of like fun things about episode 12 that I enjoyed watching overall yeah. like yeah, I didn't think that either bad no I didn't think these episodes were bad I think that they were um you know pretty good episodes Pro- mm-hmm. probably going to be winding up on the lower tier just because I feel like there's high highs in this season and not many yeah. low lows like it's either like this season is either like pretty good episode or like really good episode you know what I mean yeah no I know what you mean we haven't had too many where we're like what did we just watch yeah, 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 exactly. Or like, oh, yeah. this was like boring. So I think that this is probably going to be like middle to bottom just because of mm-hmm. what it is. Um, Fashion hour. Fashion hour. Fashion hour. So we have our two awards, the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit and the Paul Rudd Certificate a Timelessness Award, who um, Mr. Paul Rudd just won our Lifetime Achievement Award. So uh, for celebrating another year around the sun without aging an ounce. So, Insane. Insane. Yeah, good for him. All right. So Rachel Green Award. My first nomination is Miss Topanga. And this is in episode... Number 12, where she comes up to Corey and says that she is going shopping with her daddy for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Miss um, Topanga is wearing a gray blazer with a white T-shirt underneath tucked in to some mom jeans, some light wash mom jeans that are baggy and belted. Um her blazer have some like red cuffs. I see some gold rings and her hair is uh, typical for season two Topanga straight and then curly at the ends with her little uh, her little bangs, little little bangs. Um, I love how iconic Topanga's outfit can be if she's only in the episode for five seconds. Oh, yeah. I love I saw this outfit. And I'm like, I love this outfit. Can we I know we're already we already like have high waisted jeans back like that's already a thing that's been back. Can we please add 
chunky belts to that list because I love the way that big ass belts look mm-hmm. with high waisted jeans. I think that we could bring them back. I mean, twenty. Um, the thing is that I heard that early two thousands clothing is coming back, which is a little scary. No, I know. None of us liked low rise jeans. Can we not? I don't think we got the low rise jeans yet, but I think like pretty much everything else is kind of like back. a flare jean. I'm OK with that. But <laughs> yeah. I also think like we could do full on 70s and do high waisted and flare and I'd be cool with it. Yeah, I just I'm not a chunky belt. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, I think that the chunky belts would fly these mm-hmm. days. But no, I obviously I love this outfit. Yeah, um, great. I also I love the red cuffs. I feel like more jackets should do that because it yeah. adds a little bit of like zhuzh to like a yeah. fairly plain gray blazer. Yeah. Um, I would honestly wear this entire outfit. I think it's yeah. great. I like it too. Next up, we have Mr. Matthews. Um, and this is his uh, apology tour um, <laughs> outfit. So he's wearing this like blue shirt um, that is like rolled up underneath. He has a white long sleeve shirt, some very wa- light wash, like grayish jeans and his mm-hmm. converse. Um, big pocket, big pocket. You could fit tons of things in there. Yeah. Wrench. You know, uh, mm-hmm. things to clean out the gutter, maybe some gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. I I like this outfit. I really am partial to Alan when he wears Converse. Something about it is very zaddyish to me. Yeah. Like, this only, is a zaddy outfit on the apology yeah. tour, for sure. Oh, yeah. He only gets one pair of this black and white Converse. He deserves another pair. Converse isn't a sponsor yet, so he can't get one here yet. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we have Gloria. And Gloria is wearing a spiked and studded leather jacket. The back had like a rose detailing underneath a white shirt. Underneath, I think that this is a black short. Um, it's tough to tell. I'm leaning towards short more so than skirt. And then underneath that, some white leggings, then some high ankle black socks, and then some black boots, Doc Martin like. Um, what do you think? And her hair is like kind of flouncy. It's like mm-hmm. side, like extreme side parted and like it's definitely in rollers. So yeah, very voluminous. You, yeah, very. What do you think? Um, I like it. It's almost like like the girl version of like a Harley outfit, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, probably what they're aiming for. Greaser-esque. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I think like it's a little safe to have the white leggings as opposed to like full on bare legs. Um, there, it's not happening. It's not happening in no. this era. But you know, I appreciate a combat boot. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I guess we're Christmassy, so you really would want to cover your legs up so you wouldn't be cold. Well, Jan- yeah, this one was episode 13. Right. So, um, so, right. Yeah, you're in the winter there. So, um, yeah, it's a good outfit. I think that, like, when I'm looking at a 90s outfit, though, like Topanga's screams 90s to me mm-hmm. and I like I really like Gloria's outfit and it's sad because it's like I don't think I'll have another opportunity to give her a point but I can't I can't choose it over the Topanga outfit because I just I love the Topanga outfit so much and it's not just that I love it so much I just there are so many 
like aspects to it that scream 90s to me so i have yeah. to give the point to topanga here yeah i absolutely agree point for topanga Nailed next it. up the paul red certificate of timelessness award my first nominee is miss ingrid um after her makeover so she is wearing her hair um side parted she has like this beautiful colored red hair it's so <gasps> I'm pretty so jealous yeah of it. She is wearing like a evergreen, like um, tight to the body dress that is long sleeved, but has like a good amount of thigh showing. She is wearing some um, tights, white tights. So that's a knock against her. But she has some like sassy heels. Um, What do you think of Ingrid's makeover? I don't mind the white tights as much because they're not as opaque. Um, Well, yeah. So these are like tights and the um, glorias are leggings yes and i always like anytime first of all this is around christmas so i feel like it's like it the color makes sense oh yeah this is a christmas dance yes essentially and i think that obviously green and red look always together yeah anybody who has red hair when they're wearing green they look beautiful and i love this outfit on her and i think you totally could wear this entire outfit and no one would know. Like, no one would be like, oh, my God, you look so yeah. outdated. Yeah. So no, this is it. like a prime, like, work Christmas party outfit. 100%. Yeah. Next up, we have Frankie in episode 13, where he gathers Corey and Sean, brings them into the cafeteria, <laughs> and uh, gives them a offer they can't uh, refuse. So um, he is wearing a black shirt underneath a gray like utility button down shirt with like the two pockets um very nice like i can totally see somebody wearing that these days and some mm-hmm. darker wash jeans um he did get his new hair dye which was like a little alarming it's a little black like it's, it's um very dark so like this is the type of thing where like when you initially dye your hair and you're like ooh, this is kind of scary but then you have to like wash it a few times and it yes. fades and like it looks good but um i i mean i i like this outfit from frankie i think that he um looks good and comfortable and i like this color gray on him so yeah i think think? it's nice i think for me the whole outfit works for me it's mostly the hair that i'm like it's a bit too harley-esque for me like he dyed it specifically to have the same color as harley or something yeah maybe to attract gloria yeah I think it's just a bit too much for me, but I agree. I think that the shirt, especially the jeans, it's like we never see a dark wash jean. And yeah. I appreciated this dark wash jean uh, from Frankie. Me too. Next up, it is Feeny. Gone are the days of the gardening smock. Now we have a full gardening pruning ensemble. Mr. Feeny is wearing a hat, a um. It's like it's kind of like a monotone look, kind of. So it's like a t- light taupey hat. He's wearing a light taupey jacket underneath. He's wearing the same type of oh taupey pants, khakis. But then we have this like nice plaid button down shirt that's belted in this like really nice like cashmere looking green plaid scarf. I love this look. He's looking grandpa chic. He's I love vision in beige. Vision in beige. <laughs> I love this outfit from Feeny. I think he's looking stylish. He's it's very like, dapper. You have to give yeah. it to him. Yeah. He you're right. This is very old man chic. Like he has the hat that matches. 
like he's not wearing his gardening smock, interestingly enough. I haven't seen the gardening smock all week. Even though he's pruning with his gardening gloves. he Maybe it's because this is his winter gardening outfit. That's what I'm That's thinking. That's what it is. At least this season, they're more weather appropriate. Last season, Fair, it was like the yeah. dead of winter, and they're like wearing like t-shirts. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Now we're more weather appropriate. We have a scarf. We have a hat. Doesn't cover the ears, but that's okay. I love this outfit from Vini. I think he looks great. Um, However, unfortunately for him, he was up against Ingrid here. And Ingrid no. looks bomb AF. Like, no. Yes. Just as for Feeny. No, this outfit from Ingrid is killer. And I think she looks fantastic. And it's way, mm. I mean, Feeny looks great. Ingrid, like, anybody could rock that outfit nowadays. And you wouldn't bat an eyelash at it. I Well, you bat an eyelash because she looks so great. So that's what, she's getting my point. That is an upset. Well, this is what you get for letting me choose. <laughs> well, congratulations to Topanga. Congratulations to Ingrid. Um, fabulous outfits. Um, yes. Love them both. Jessica, any other thoughts on the turnaround and Cyrano? I love those episodes. I think they were good. I think that like the good part about these episodes, I feel like they sparked a lot of conversation and a lot of like back and forth on them right because they have like two kind of strong philosophies or morals or whatever you want to say um i liked Mm -hmm. them i thought they were good episodes they were decent uh we're now like mid-season two um and i'm liking it so far do you have any other any last thoughts on the episodes we watched next week we are covering episode um 14 and 15 which is i am not a crook and breaking up is really really hard to do we do have a special guest coming on, the mm-hmm. king of shit 90s fun facts, um, Mr. Cody L. Patterson. We're very excited to have him on to chat Boy Meets World. Um, besides that, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at shit 90s pod. You can send in feedback there or you can send in feedback at shit 90s pod at gmail.com. Um, aside from that, you can, uh, follow me on the club hizzy at Sarah Ferguson. Um, one of these days the clubhouse is going to die. I mean, it's probably going to have to if they don't expand out to Android users. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can find me also on community building on post show recaps covering the show community on a rewatch with Josh Wiggler. Having a lot of fun over there. Go give that a listen. Um, uh, I know Passover is over, but you could still listen to that podcast that we have with Sasha Joseph. That was honestly one of my favorites that we've done. I think it was just so, I don't know. I had so much fun. So go with that one. A listen. Um, oh yeah. And actually we have another, we'll be dropping a, um, feedback thread for our next, uh, special podcast, Jess. Yes, that is coming up. I'm really excited for this one. I feel like we kind of, you know, talk about this particular topic a lot. Um, it kind of just comes up naturally whenever we're on a podcast. Um, we are going to be talking all about zodiacs, horoscopes, what what have you, you know, astrology in general. Um, but the way we're going to do it is through the lens of Boy Meets World. And we can't we can't do this alone. Because we, we know too much about astrology. So 
we decided that we needed two special guests to come on. And we could think of nobody that knows Boy Meets World better than Chance and Cameron. Um, we went on their podcast. I don't know if you guys listened. We went on Boy Meets World Fever to talk all about my date with the president's daughter. So now they're coming on our podcast to talk about astrology through the lens of Boy Meets World. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So definitely give that a listen when it drops. We're obviously going to post a question thread for it. Um, any questions you have about astrology in general, um, any maybe if you guys have predictions on what signs. And obviously, like we know the characters have birthdays and everything, but mm-hmm. we don't need to talk about that. We're going to talk about who the, what these characters act like, what signs do they act like. So right. send in your predictions, send in your thoughts, send in your questions um, at Shit90sPod. It's going to be a ton of fun. Cameron and Chance know nothing about astrology. <laughs> so we're going to debrief them on all of yeah. that. Um, and then they're going to help us sort, if you will, place, I guess, these characters yeah. into their yeah. respective signs. Um, really fun. We talk about astrology a lot on this podcast. It's not for everybody, but it is for us. So yeah, give it a listen when it comes out. Um, Absolutely. That'll be coming out, well, two weeks? Yeah, probably Roughly. the Saturday the 24th. Yes, Saturday the 24th. That sounds perfect. Yes. So give that a listen when it comes out. Uh, beyond that, I think that's everything we have for you guys this week. Obviously, Dawson's Creek as well. Give that a listen. We're starting season two. Loving it already. Um, a lot of fun. We talked a lot about the hair last episode. So give that a listen. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we have. Uh, so we will talk to you guys next week. Just have a good one. Bye. Shit 90 shows start me. Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I heard the news. Sorry to say. Um, Sorry about your Monday. I don't know. The news. I thought we were going, I was wondering if we were either going with the, like, I'm not popular because we're going with, like, an Ingrid thing. No, we were. were. I was going with Sean uh, saying, I heard, I heard, I heard about blank. You know what I mean? Where Sean would come up and be like, I heard about blank. Which episode the hell did he say that? Oh, no, no, no. This is what happens when we watch two episodes. Now I'm confused at which one you're talking about. That was the turnaround. Oh. What a fail. Restart. No. No, I can think of something else. That doesn't work. No, no. No rewind sound. (laughs) No, no. Is it worth it? Let me work (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> Can you just start over? It's yet? No. Oh my god. I don't the have the mental capacity this. for this. Uh, um Well, let's see. You know what we should have done? I What's just realized that? what we should have done. We should have had you do the intro because it's the turnaround dance. And you, it's like we're turning it around, and now you're in. Intro- Do you get it? Uh-huh. I don't think people would get it, but especially um, if you did just explain it. Ah, well, what's the, the opener? <laughs> uh, Do you not want to wait? Neither do that me. That is for <laughs> <laughs> uh, Welcome back That's- to Shit Your Shows Taught Me. I'm Sarah Ferguson. Yes, is that such great is? energy coming from you. Yes, it is. Welcome to Shit 90 Shit Shows Taught Me. Do you say I'm just Sterling? Do you say that every time? 
Yes! Oh, okay. Of course I say my own name. Okay. Why would I say just your name? Why would I say, welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. Here's my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, if this is what we're going with. I'm going to leave all of this in. No, so no, no. No, don't leave it in. Don't leave it in. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 